0: Hello, everyone. Krista and Hannah here with a brief message before we start the episode. We are on the third season of Keys to Music Learning, and we have loved every second. Talking about audition-based piano instruction is a passion of ours, if you couldn't tell, and we thank you for listening and keeping us going. We recently
1: launched the Keys to Music Learning community. Similar to Patreon, this is a way to support the podcast and access bonuses, such as opportunities to attend podcast recordings and monthly meetings so you can pick our brains with your questions, share your successes, and connect with other teachers.
0: Become a silent partner for only $3 a month or, to access the bonuses, a friend of the podcast for $5 a month. Join today at musiclearningacademy.com slash keys to music learning community. The link will be in our show notes.
1: Thank you all for listening and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Keys to Music Learning. I'm Hannah Mayo of Hannah Mayo Music. And I'm Krista Yadro of
0: Music Learning Academy.
1: Join us as we discuss common goals and challenges in the piano studio, and offer research-based ideas and solutions to guide every one of your students to reach their full musical potential with audiation.
0: Welcome back to our series on informal guidance activities for piano lessons. Last week I discussed activity time, a part of the lesson that is away from the piano. Today, Hannah will discuss activities at the piano using performance pieces from Marilyn Lowe's Keyboard Games, part of the Music Moves for Piano series. But remember, you can use these ideas with other beginner performance pieces right away to get your students auditing.
1: If you've gotten into student book one and you have the teacher guide, you may have noticed that there are built-in preparation activities for the performance pieces. For instance, Unit 3 has a piece called Falling Leaves, where students use an overlapping motion for the first time. And in the previous Unit 2 of the Teacher Guide, there is a preparation activity that the teacher guides the student through, so that that new overlapping motion will not seem so foreign to them when they get to play it in the next unit. And this is one of the many concepts from Music Moves for Piano that I find highly valuable. And these lesson plans and preparation activities also exist in the teacher guide for keyboard games. Taking time to prepare for a new performance piece where students explore the rhythm and the geography of the piece and how the body coordinates at the piano when playing that particular piece is part of this whole pain-free piano lesson philosophy that we are trying so hard to achieve. There's a saying... By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And we don't want that for our students. And this has real application to performance piece preparation. In my early days of teaching keyboard games, I would sometimes just start teaching a new piece to a student without much preparation. And now I do loads of preparation with games and singing and chanting. And the level of success between the two is noticeably different. Not only do preparation activities help the student prepare, it gives you, the teacher, a glimpse at how the student will handle learning that piece. Will it come easily or will it be more challenging? Should you move slowly or pick up the pace? I typically prepare a student for a new piece using a sequence that I learned from Music Moves, a sequence of steps that begins away from the keyboard where students first listen to a piece and move, much like you would do in activity time. Then go to the keyboard, where we will play the patterns, practice technique, and learn the keyboard geography of the piece. Then the student plays the piece for the first time to the best of their ability, and usually it's pretty accurate. And then the grand finale, where they get to change it and make it their own.
0: And if you have the keyboard games teacher's guide, you can actually find these steps in a few different places. The first place is going to be with the lesson plan outline. And the second place is going to be in the activities for keyboard pieces. You'll see parts that say away from the keyboard, keyboard preparation, and in the lesson plan, there are steps for playing the piece and also creating with the piece.
1: To demonstrate this, I'm going to use one of my favorite pieces from Keyboard Games A as an example. I chose the Whale Shark because it's what I call a milestone piece. It's one of the more difficult pieces in Keyboard Games A. It comes later in the book. It coordinates the middle and pointer finger for the first time, and it includes alternating and simultaneous motion in the same piece. And there is a four macrobeat silence thrown in, so there's a lot going on in the whale shark. Let's take a cue from activity time and spend just a little time away from the piano and start with a pretty standard activity where the teacher plays the piece while the student listens and moves. I like to have students use swimming movements, since this one is called whale shark, or you can put your hands together into a fish shape and swim around the air. Won't you join me while I play? Do day, do day, here I go now. Do day, do day do day do So after that first playthrough, I like to chant the rhythm patterns to the student using two rhythm patterns that are two macro beats in length, and then leave silence if they respond, that's okay, and if not, that's okay too. Then I like to play it again and have them go swimming once more. And I'll chant the four full macrobeat pattern after the second playing. So imagine that we just played it, we just went swimming, and now I will say, Do, day, do, day, do, day, do. And if they respond, and typically by this point they do, but if they don't, that's okay. They heard the longer pattern. After a bit of listening and moving, We play Follow the Leader, a game to help with keyboard geography. This is a favorite among my young students. It's a game we play often, even when we are not preparing for a new piece. One student will create a pattern and then play it in every octave of the piano. Once the next student understands the pattern, they start following the leader. They don't always stay together, and that's okay, but a lot of times they do, and it makes a really nice ensemble moment, and if you're teaching only one student, you can be the follower. Here it comes. (laughs) hand
0: Great way to get them listening to one another and playing together. It's so fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, I took this game we were already playing and I adapted it for performance piece preparation. Now, Whale Shark has two small parts. The first rhythm pattern is played back and forth between two of the same black key in two different octaves. So, I would say, follow the leader, and I would play that rhythm pattern on that black key in maybe every octave and have them follow me once they understand the pattern. Then I would let the student make one for me or for the other students. Anything they want, and I would follow. And so would the other students if you're teaching in a group. Each student can take a turn, and then when it's the teacher's turn again, I would have them follow something that reflects the next part of the rhythm pattern, where the two pointer fingers play do, day, do, together on a two black key group. So I would start playing do, day, do on every two black key group. And when the student sees and understands what they are to do, they follow me and join in. And then the student gets to make another one for me and I'll follow.
0: Well, he's the leader
1: now. Time. Watch please, is this one. point they have experienced the rhythm patterns and the keys of the piano they will use to play the whale shark the keyboard geography and now it's time for a little body coordination activity you can ask the student to be your mirror and play the piece in the air have them do what you do show the student how to coordinate back and forth between left hand and right hand on the do day do day And then how to bring their hands in to play the two black keys together on do, day, do. Then repeat. During the silent do, day, do, day, do, day, do, I have them put their hands together like that fish we talked about earlier and swim around while we whisper. And then repeat the air playing once more for the last phrase. So now that we've heard the rhythm patterns, they've played an informal keyboard geography game and engaged in large body movement for coordination, it's time to play a little more with the rhythm patterns on the piano. Rhythm pattern play is an excellent step in the preparation process. During formal instruction beginning in student book one, for every performance piece, students follow a checklist, and every checklist has these three steps chant the rhythm pattern, perform the rhythm pattern. You can use a soft fist or middle finger on one piano key and create with the rhythm pattern. You can use random keys or organized keys. Commit this to memory. Make it a habit. This three-step process happens during formal instruction in the Music Move students' books, but you can start using that process informally with young and older beginners at your very next piano lesson. Will you echo this pattern, please? Do day, do day, do day, do. Do day, do day, do day, do. Now let's play that rhythm pattern on one piano key with your very best hand shape and your middle finger. Pick any key you want, and I'll go first. turn, and here you go. Now let's play that rhythm pattern on random piano keys anywhere you want. I'll go first. Now your turn, and here you go. Now, play anything you would like to create with that rhythm pattern. Here is mine. Now your turn, and here you go. If you want to make one more, you can. Here's one more from me.
0: go This step is so important and it really actually doesn't take up that much time out of the piano lesson once the students know how to do it once they practice those three steps then usually you don't even have to tell them what to do they just know what to do with the rhythm once they've learned it yes absolutely
1: once they've gotten through a few of those checklists they know they're starting with that rhythm pattern Mm -hmm. After the student has done pattern play with the rhythm patterns from the piece, I'll play the whale shark one more time, bringing their ears back to the sound of the whole piece. And then I will show them the middle finger part and have them try just that part, followed by the pointer fingers together and have them try just that. Then I'll say, let's do all of that again. And they will play it again. Then I'll say, now let's swim while whispering, do-day, 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 do. And then I'll say, now play it one last time. And they will. When they are finished, I'll say something like, hooray, you played the whale shark. Do you want to play it one more time? Or should I have a turn? Because at this point, they might be getting tired of the whale shark, and they might need a break. And this gives them the chance to take a break if they need it. And listening one more time certainly isn't going to hurt them.
0: However, if they're excited about it and they want to play it again, you've given them that option too. I think it's important to add here that not every student is going to play the piece perfectly on the first try or the first lesson, or maybe even the second lesson when you review it. And that's perfectly okay. You can still move on to the next piece and come back and review the whale shark. In fact, I have students that... By the time we get to playing the piece, they don't really want to play it anymore. And instead, they just take a ride on my hands. And don't forget, there's a duet part. So that's a
1: great excuse to come back around and review it because you can tell your student, hey, I'd really like to play this duet part with you. We should play the whale shark. Absolutely. The final step, and perhaps my favorite, is when I say, now change it. My student knows that this means they can play anything they want. You can give them ideas if they need some inspiration. And many students will play something that seems to relate to the original. And some will play random keys. And some will do a glissando up the piano. And I will accept whatever they do and then put a sticker on that page in their book. Cool. Let me add the duet part. You seem to have that pretty well. Let's do that. So remember two times and then swim and then one more time. Yep. Here we go, here's the whale shark. I'll give you an introduction. It sounds like this Do day, do day, ready, lay now. Wait, one more time before you swim. <laughs> one more time. And then we swim. Uh You got it. One more time, then we swim. Second time. Say it with me, do day, do day, do day, do. Day, do. Get okay, ready? Okay. Change it. I'm going faster. Wait, no, I have to <laughs> You want to make it go faster for your change? Okay. No. no, I just want to. Do Oh, you want me to add my duet part?
0: I'm changing it? You're changing it?
1: Include whale shark activities there and come back next week or the week after that to review and perhaps add the duet part if the student is ready. And you can also intersperse any of these activities between other activities away from the piano, especially if you have a student that needs to frequently change activities to stay engaged and might not be able to stay focused for all four activities in a row. And that concludes our introduction to Keyboard Games Performance Piece Preparation Activities. Don't forget to visit the show notes to download the Performance Preparation resource, complete with a checklist version of what you heard about today, so you can start using this process in your lessons. Next week, Krista and I will be discussing creativity and improvisation activities for beginners.
0: Also, for the duration of our Informal Guidance Practical Application episodes, Use the coupon code INFORMALGUIDANCE for $50 off the Keyboard Games comprehensive course at MusicLearningAcademy.com. This course was designed to give you all the information you need to use the teacher's guide and student books with confidence. In it, you'll find explanations and demonstrations of keyboard games activities, and also audio recordings of the songs and chants, and several hours of demo videos with 4- to 5-year-old students. Also, there is a live meeting every month to support and discuss your questions.
1: The courses at Music Learning Academy are wonderful. Definitely check them out.
0: Thanks, Hannah. Thanks so much,
1: everyone. We'll see you soon.